The Boy Scouts is an organization that helps young boys to get out and explore nature and learn important principles about living a good life. At least, that's the goal. And for a lot of boys, the Boy Scouts has its benefits. It has its values. But for some, it isn't quite the pleasant experience that you might expect. Some have to fight for their space within the Boy Scouts. Some have to deal with all of the stuff Boy Scouts do just because their parents force them to join. And some... Well, some little boys join the Boy Scouts, head out for a camping trip, and never get to go home. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the 1970 murder of 11-year-old Terry Bowers Jr., a young boy who went camping with the Boy Scouts and was later found brutally stabbed to death in his tent. Let's explore this further. Terrence Terry Bowers Jr. was an average young boy growing up in the 60s who had just entered the spring of 1970 when his life ended violently and unexpectedly. Everything was normal at first. A collection of young boys went out camping on church grounds. This church owned a fair amount of property, allowing the Boy Scouts full access to nature. And if this location is surprising to you, you should know that the Boy Scouts actually have a religious history, even though they have a slightly more secular focus now. Though you don't need to be religious to join the Boy Scouts anymore, and though they do accept boys from different religious backgrounds, the organization itself was created and is maintained by a lot of people who support Christian ideals. When asked, the Boy Scouts of America actually said that they are a religious organization and that religion is, quote, fundamental to its purpose. So camping on church property really made sense, especially at the time. Unfortunately, it also seemed to give a false sense of protection. A sense of protection that quickly crumbled when one of the other boys found Terry brutally stabbed to death in his tent and went to tell the adults that Terry was covered in blood. Terry was stripped from the waist down, and though there was no conclusive evidence of sexual assault, the investigators basically said that they can't confirm that someone didn't try. So, there's every chance that someone was simply scared off before they could carry out another terrible action. But, no matter what, Poor Terry was killed, and as you might expect, this was a really big deal. I'm going to be upfront in saying that there really aren't very many details about this case at all. We don't know a lot about the investigation or any concrete details about what happened because not much was found. When it was reported at the time, the news was highly focused on the number of people at his funeral, which was 1,500. They dwelled on a mysterious guest, a self-claimed family friend who went only by the name of Fiddle, 
and on the tearful quotes of the young girls he was in school with. Girls who were overwhelmed children being unapologetically questioned about the death of one of their peers. Obviously, Terry's murder is horrific. The case is bad enough itself, but in this case, I can't help but feel like the media made everything so much worse. The focus continuously seems to stray from Terry's murder and instead focuses on how Terry's murder was unexpected because of where it happened. Why? Because of the religious grounds. And I have to say that this line of thinking can be really damaging. And even more so when we don't have a concrete ending to a case like this. If you've been with the show for a long time, you'll know that I'm not religious at all. However, like many people, I did grow up with exposure to religion. And I frequently ran into instances where people seemed to continuously confuse religion with morality. It's beautiful in practice. I understand how this does align with certain religious beliefs, but in action, it really isn't realistic when applied to a mass population. Religious organizations, like any other space where a lot of people are involved, will always have risks and bad apples, so to speak. When my parents sent me to an overnighter at a church at 15, I spent the entire night trying to dodge some guy who was a couple years older than me because he kept trying to pressure me into hooking up with him. The following Sunday, I watched him attend the service with his apparent long-term girlfriend, I found out, a girl who was highly involved with the church. And this wasn't just one bad guy or one bad seed. The idea that religion keeps people from doing things that someone thinks they shouldn't, or that church grounds will offer some added level of protection for kids, is something that I fully believe that we need to let go of. But... In 1970, this line of thinking was really just getting started. So, unfortunately, the media focused more on how horrific Terry's murder was because it was on church grounds than how horrific it was in general. And this happens with the media a lot, not just regarding religion, but in general. We find shock factor parts of a story that just overshadow everything else, and the victims are the ones that lose when we do this. Obviously, the violent murder of a young child is a point of concern, and more so because of how many other children were nearby when it happened. At the time of his murder, Terry was surrounded by 21 other Boy Scouts and 9 supervising adults. That is so many people, right? And reportedly, no one heard anything. Every person there was given a polygraph test, and though we know that those tests are highly unreliable, from what I can tell, no one flagged in the slightest. In fact, the only indication that we even really have regarding what happened was a confession from a very unreliable narrator. The individual in question was a known rapist and later confessed to police that he killed Terry after being kicked out of the Boy Scouts at the time. 
Unfortunately, he also had a complex history of mental illness and couldn't accurately answer any of the questions that police claimed the killer would absolutely know. Given the man's history of mental illness, it is possible that he simply couldn't think of the answers. And while I know we should never base anything this big off that, I do also want to point out that we do not definitively know that this man didn't commit the murder. He really could have been telling the truth, but he was dismissed. Police really just didn't trust him, or at least didn't think that they could convict him. Terry's case went cold fairly early on, but that wasn't the case for his family. In fact, 2017 saw a spike in articles about Terry's death because his family actively spoke up again. They were still hopeful. They wanted clarification. They were offering tens of thousands of dollars in reward money to anyone who could help them to find the truth. But to date, there really is nothing. We don't know who killed Terry. We don't know why they did it. We don't know what could cause someone to harm someone so young and so innocent. But we do know that despite the fact that a weapon was never found, police absolutely believe that the wounds that Terry received could have been caused by one of the standard issue knives that Boy Scouts receive when they meet certain standards. And more importantly, we know that a young boy who just went out to learn and have fun never got to make it home. I know that this case isn't the most exciting as far as true crime goes. I know there aren't many details. I know that there isn't a dramatic backstory. But I also know that a young boy died alone in a tent. And that never should have happened. My heart goes out to Terry's family, a family that, like pretty much every family that has been touched by true crime, is still grieving decades later and just wants to know what happened. And I hope that maybe someday with science and research, they can get some of those answers and find that closure. So, if you want to learn more about the ways that victims can be overshadowed by the press the benefits of signing your children up for social groups and opportunities, or the grief that sticks with families as the years pass, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys. Thanks.